Bidzy Small Business Society number 154. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am talking to Nate Osborne. Nate is a partner with a law firm, Montgomery, Little, and Soren in Denver, Colorado. His law practice focuses mostly on real estate, but Nate frequently helps entrepreneurs and small business owners with many of the legal issues that they face. Nate is also the founder of Boy Cave Books a children's book brand that tailors to the interests of boys. I recently read his hilarious first book, the disgusting and inappropriate ABC book that you can't tell your mom about, which is an ebook available on Amazon. Big welcome, Nate. Glad we could connect today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about some of the projects that you're working on today? Thanks so much, Rob. I want to tell you first off, super fired up to be here today, super excited to be on your show. Uh, just for all you listeners out there, really wanted to tell you that Rob's program is awesome. Um, I first got to connect to it. No problem. And I mean that with all sincerity. It's just valuable stuff coming at you. Um, Interesting free business courses is the way I look at it. And if any of you out there haven't uh, reviewed his show yet, I just can't tell you how much he probably would appreciate it. So just a little marketing plug on your behalf, my friend. Nate, I want to stop you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you again. No problem, man. So anyways, thanks for your kind intro. Uh, Just to give you a little background about myself, I was born and raised in Nebraska. Most of my family comes from small towns you probably never heard of, but I grew up in Omaha. Uh, Left Omaha in 1999, went to a fabulous college in Fort Worth, Texas called TCU. Uh, Took a year off after undergrad and traveled a little bit. Uh, Went to Europe, had a fantastic time and ended up going back to Nebraska to go to law school. Um, After law school, my first job was working as a district attorney in Colorado Springs. Uh, Did some amazing stuff, saw some crazy stuff, you know, prosecuted, uh, attempted murders, bank robberies, just, you know, some of the most heinous things you could see. Uh, wow, some of the stuff you see on TV in the movies, yeah, right? Hey. Actually, yeah, at a pretty young age, so it was pretty cool. Uh, and then in 2010, I uh, started my new job here, and I'm doing a lot, like you said in the intro, a lot of real estate law and helping out, you know, small business owners and whatnot. Um, 
you know, just a year or so ago, I, I started thinking about, you know, what else I could do with my life. I'm about 10 years into being a lawyer. I uh, love my job, but I started thinking about branching off and maybe trying some new things. Uh, and every year in January, I, I kind of put together a to-do list, kind of goals for the year. And probably for the last 10 years, I put on my list to publish a book. Uh, and I, you know, I listened to entrepreneurial shows like yours and uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. And finally, just after years of just being kind of just too nervous to do something like that, I, you know, kind of went all in and, you know, started writing a book and I just got around to publishing it last month. Excellent. Yeah. And it looks like it's getting some great reviews uh, early on on Amazon. We'll talk about more about uh, Boy Cave Books in a few minutes, but I want to ask, why do we need a competent real estate lawyer or a trustworthy legal team working on behalf of our businesses? Help us understand exactly what it is that you do, Nate. So, you know, good question. And I run into this question all the time because, you know, money's tight, especially when you're first starting up and, you know, decisions have to be made about where you spend your money. Should you spend it on a lawyer? Should you spend it on an accountant? Should you invest it back in your business? And I frequently tell people that hiring an attorney on the front end is so valuable and so smart because you eliminate problems on the back end. Uh, you know, some of the things that I do for small business owners are, for example, you know, prepare their operating agreements or their corporate documents. Uh, you'd be surprised to see, you know, very sophisticated businesses who make a lot of money who have no agreement about, you know, how distributions are made or who has the decision-making authority or things as simple as that. And, you know, all's fine and dandy until an issue comes up and then no one knows what to do. Uh, and it's a lot easier to resolve those things and get on the same page on the front end than on the back end. Um, you know, some of the other things I look at are, are leases. Uh, a lot of businesses lease out business space, and you'd just be surprised how uh, how difficult some of these leases are for a small business owner, and they sign a document that they don't even understand, uh, and landlords end up suing them. You know, I've seen I've had cases where I go to court over an HVA system not working anymore, and uh, you know, if you're in a certain industry, not having air conditioning in the summer is a really bad deal. And then who fixes that? Who has to pay for it? Uh, and just all of these things, um, you know, another thing that it comes up all the time in my practice, uh, uh, employee contracts, independent contractor contracts, you know, how these people get paid, what their legal classification is, things like that. I, I, I just help out small business owners with all the time. Super, super insightful stuff so far, Nate. So, you know, this just brings to mind, you know, maybe the two or three person partnership, you know, they have this romantic idea of their million or $10 million startup. There's a lot of legal issues that need to be addressed before you should jump into a partnership like that. Is that what you're saying? Oh, most definitely, because partnerships come and go, and you think you're in it with someone for life, and then it turns out other opportunities arise, and then how is that person bought out, and then and and how much is the value of his membership interest, and uh, you know just things like that I see all the time, and 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 we're talking if you don't resolve these sort of things on the front end, you know years worth of litigation potentially on the back end, especially if your business is successful. Oh, it just sounds like a lot of time and a lot of money. Now, from a legal perspective, Nate, what would you say are two or three of the most pressing issues for the small business owner? Okay, so number one, I would say, especially when you start hiring people, at least in Colorado, uh, a big distinction is made between if you're an employee or if you're an independent contractor. If you're an employee, uh, benefits, taxes, all of these sort of issues. Uh, and if you don't have that in writing, a lot of times whether someone's an employee or an independent contractor is a little unclear. Uh, and then when that person leaves the business, you know, what rights they have, you know, uh, what rights you have as the business owner, uh, 
it, it gets a little complicated. I think it's a very pressing issue that people don't take very seriously. Um, and then, uh, you know, going back to the just the corporate documents when you set up, having a good operating agreement in place is, is, is the document for an LLC in Colorado or having your good, you know, corporate documents that make sense so everyone's on the same page. I would say those are the, probably the most pressing issues. So by operating document, we're talking about who owns what percentage, who is in charge of decision making, et cetera. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So, you, you know, uh, you can set up an LLC any number of ways. Uh, and a lot of people I see, especially in the small businesses that I have, you know, one person is in charge of making the day-to-day -day, uh, decisions and they don't have to get the other members to approve of it. And just having that spelled out in a document where a person's decision more uh, decision making authority starts and ends is, you know, just a really good idea. So, so you know when you have to ask your partners for advice. Absolutely. Good stuff. So further, what are two or three things that the small business owner or entrepreneur might be handling themselves or, you know, ignoring altogether that are best left in the hands of a good lawyer. So, so this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, so I do a lot, I do a lot of real estate work and you know, the going joke in my line of work is, you know, the only thing it takes to get in the real estate business is money. It doesn't take intelligence and it doesn't take any uh, legal wherewithal. And it's so true because I see people, uh, you know, very smart, sophisticated people entering into insanely complicated real estate transactions, buying a building, buying property, leasing property, selling property. And there are no lawyers involved ever at any stage. And, you know, I see insane things happen. Like uh, you thought you were buying one building, but the document doesn't say you bought that building. And just things like that, that a lawyer could pick up on, but that, you know, someone who's just not trained in that sort of stuff might not pick up on. And it's no fault of them. It's just, you know, you're not trained in that sort of thing. Absolutely. Now, I want to get back to your journey here. So tell us, what are the rewards of being a partner at a law firm, of being a published author, of being a good husband and good father, Nate? Why is it so great to be Nate Osborne? So, uh, you know, I have been fortunate enough to have a fantastic day job is what I call it. Uh, you know, I, I love being a lawyer. Um, I, I love people, you know, helping people out. Usually when uh, the cases get to me, unless they're coming to me on the front end, uh, you know, these situations are just crazy and people are nervous and they're scared and they don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm in a position where I can come in and, you know, help them out a little bit. Uh, and I love that. And I love, you know, the rainmaking component component of being a lawyer. Um, what people really don't understand about being a partner in a law firm is priority number one is just like, you know, your job or anyone else's job is you need clients. Uh, you need clients that pay the bills. Uh, I, I listened to this podcast called uh, Reasonable Doubt and one of the hosts' name is Mark Garrigus and that's a, you know, a shout out and a, a recommendation for any people out there it's, that are interested in the, the legal world. But he always says, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing this, that a good attorney whose phone isn't ringing isn't is only a good attorney to the mirror. And it's so true that you need to be out there uh, prospecting clients and bringing in, uh, you know, good people uh, to your business. Um, but, you know, what's really juicing me up now is this really honestly is this is this book thing. Uh, and, it, you know, it's kind of crazy, but I, I uh, you know, I've, I've, I've given the book out for free and people have been buying it and I've been getting some, you know, really positive feedback. But what's really cool is that, you know, the kids that are reading it, because that was really who I was writing this for were, you know, my two kids just to write them an entertaining book. And, uh, you know, one of my neighbors in my neighborhood came up to me and he was like, man, that was the best book. That was so funny. Uh, but you know, my sister's a, a teacher and she shared that book with the boys in their class and they were just so excited just to have something that's, uh, that's for them. 
You know, I, I just don't think that that product exists, a, a book that's for them and what was written for them. Uh, and, you know, it's really it's really, you know, getting me excited to go out and market it and, and share something that I, you know, kind of created out of thin air. It's really cool. Absolutely. And I'm sure you're learning a lot about marketing and finding your target audience. So, you know, from either your law firm's perspective or your new publishing company's perspective, Nate, or both, and I'm sure they're a lot different. Tell us what's been really most effective in engaging with and growing your client base and or that audience. And I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand a few things about really getting some traction out there in a cluttered and noisy and crowded social media and marketing landscape. Awesome question. Uh, and, you know, honestly, there's a little overlap, but uh, the, 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 there is distinct differences. And I've been doing the lawyering thing for about 10 years now, like I said. And I have found, and actually my mentor at my law firm taught me this, but getting out there and talking and writing about a specific subject matter is just so important, especially if you're a professional, uh, because you need to establish credibility and that you're an expert within a certain niche or a certain field. Um, you know, for, for instance, if you Google my name out there, uh, you'll find an article that I wrote a couple years ago about easements uh, and, you know, super niche subject matter that maybe not too many people, too many, you know, normal everyday people are interested in learning about. But people who need to learn about easements or people who need to hire someone to deal with an easement issue, they Google my name, they find that article, they read my article. Uh, and I get honestly a call probably a week, one call a week, just based on that article that I wrote out there. It's on the internet. There's a link on my law firm's website. And, you know, if people in Colorado are need help with an easement, which you'd be surprised how many times that, 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 that niche comes up, you know, they're giving me a call. Um, you know, with the book business, um, you know, kind of what I've been doing and I'm kind of learning this on the go and I've been listening to podcasts and learning all this, but I found like reaching out to influencers is the term that a lot of people use in this kind of uh, business. People like you, Rob, uh, where you say, hey, you know, hey, I got this book out there. I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, I'd be happy to show you it. And I think, you know, especially with these sort of consumption products like books and movies and stuff, when, when people hear from someone they trust, uh, someone who they listen to on a podcast, I think they're more likely to go out and get your book. And so I've really been trying to work on that angle lately. Now, you use the word influencers, and you know, that's part of my next question. Which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own inspiration and motivation? Um, so I, I, I would be amiss to, to not bring up the fact that you know my family has played a, a very important role, especially my mom, dad, and wife. They've all really taught me to be a better person. But just online, and I know this has been an influencer of yours as well just from following your podcast, but the entrepreneur on fire, John Lee Dumas, man, that is – a fantastic show by a fantastic person is the best way I could describe it. He just goes out there and he gives free stuff and free advice and he's just really inspirational, interesting, engaging. Uh, you know, the Tim Ferrisses of the world are just fascinating human beings. I listen to podcasts, you know, every time I drive, I listen to a podcast. But, you know, if I want to give you someone unique out there, uh, there's a guy named Vinny Tortorich, and I know you're kind of a health nut as well, and I don't know if you ever followed him or read his book or listened to his podcast. I haven't come across his stuff. No, I love the health and fitness stuff, but I haven't come across Vinny. No, oh, so this guy, okay, so he has a he's a funny guy. He's from Louisiana, has a great podcast out there, and he's really big on the no sugar, no grains uh, diet. Uh, and I was always the skinniest guy there, athlete. Uh, and, you know, I had a kid or two and, uh, you know, started putting on some pounds and wasn't feeling very good about myself. And, uh, you know, found Vinny, 
uh, started listening to his podcast, following his program. And, you know, July 1, 2016, I was weighing 171 pounds and I weighed myself in today because I knew we might be talking about something like this. I weigh 146 and I have just insanely amounts of more energy, uh, not fatigued. And, you know, it's just been a real lifesaver. And really, it was kind of part and parcel with uh, publishing my book. You know, I just kind of felt better and more enthused and uh, more motivated to actually get this across the finish line. Yeah, awesome. Can you spell Vinny's last name for our listeners? So I think it's T-O-R-T-O-R-I-C-H. Yeah, we'll definitely look him up and we'll put a link in the show notes for you as well. Now, uh, shifting gears a little bit here, Nate, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? So... I'd say winning is probably my driving force. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the best feeling in the world is putting in the effort and then succeeding. Uh, I, I coach uh, basketball for my eldest son, or I have for about five or six years now. And just something as stupid and simple as rec basketball, just seeing those kids put in their time and then succeeding and winning is just it is the most amazing experience for me. Um, you know, another thing too, when I was, I was kind of thinking about this is, uh, people, and I know this is a motivating factor that people probably don't admit to a lot of times, but what really gets my motor running is when people, uh, doubt me, when people don't think I can accomplish something. And, you know, I don't know if that's good motivation or not, but it does. It just puts a, puts a, you know, burning sensation in my belly. And I just want to prove them wrong that I'm not smart enough or that, you know, my book's not going to succeed or that, you know, just people saying, well, why are you spending time on a book when you have such a great job as a lawyer? And I, I just, you know, it really makes me want to work harder. Yeah, I totally hear you. Just proving those naysayers wrong, just like you said. I think you worded it perfectly. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, give our listeners something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? So my my favorite time of the day, um, actually, and I love my job and I love my work, but my favorite time of the day is right when I get home from work. So I'm I'm honestly, <laughs> you know, waking up before six and not getting home till six thirty ish or seven. Uh, but when I get home and I see my two boys and I have, you know, especially the two-year-old, my youngest one, when he's meeting me at the door with a, a smile and a sense of excitement, I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but it's just, it's fantastic and it really makes everything, uh, you know, worthwhile. Feels like that's the reason you're going to work, I bet, right? Oh, it, it, it totally does. And, and, you know, it really is cool too, to wind it. When I say wind down is, you know, just spending, you know, a couple hours before they get ready for bed, just kind of hanging out with them and playing Legos or whatever. Uh, and just being present in that moment and just kind of taking your mind off, you know, everything else in the world. It's, and I, I would just urge your listeners, if there's an actionable moment, there is, you know, unplug, don't check your emails, don't text, don't tweet, don't do anything and spend an hour with, you know, someone that's important, you know, to you, your kids, your girlfriend, your wife. Life, you know, whoever. Yep, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. But Nate, let's get back on task. I want you to boil this thing down for us. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about the importance of having a strong legal counsel for their business? Having a legal counsel is the besides the idea and besides, you know, the, the, the motivation, you know, I'm probably coming in at number three right there. You have to have someone there to bounce ideas off of. You have to have someone there who is, is keeping you in line and making sure you're thinking about all the issues you need to be thinking about. That's, that's, you know, the biggest risk out there when you start a business is, you know, stuff you wouldn't even think about sales tax issues when you're running a software company, you know, sales tax is different in every jurisdiction. It's something that I would never think of, but for, you know, having experience in my line of work. This has been great. 
Nate, if people want to learn more about you, your business, how you can help them in their businesses, or if they want to find a copy of your book, the disgusting and inappropriate ABC book that you can't tell your mom about, how can they find you? So if you're interested in connecting with me uh, about my law practice, all my contact information is on my law firm's website. Uh, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but it's MontgomeryLittle.com. Uh, just like it's the normal spelling, MontgomeryLittle.com. And if you want to learn more about my book, uh, you know, f- please follow me on Twitter. I love you know tweeting. It's at Nate G Osborne, N A T E G O S B O R N, or you can email me at boycavebooks at gmail.com. We will be sure to link everything up. Nate, I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today on Bidzy Small Business Society, man. You take care. Okay, thanks so much, my friend. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.